a couple of weeks ago, I got in a car accident and Geico ended up totaling my car out. And so I just got my check uh, this morning and I'm upset because there was nothing wrong with my car and Geico totaled me out, but then they barely gave me any money for my car. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with the car. But anyway, my car is total. I don't have a car. And then my other car, my 91 Benz 560 SEL, I spend, I get it registered. So that cost me about 400 something. I had to get a new battery for it. That was about 260. Then I had to have my mechanic put the battery in because you got to move some parts to get. Long story short, I spent 800 on the bins just for me to be driving the bins and it cut off on me. And then come to find out if I got the heater on, the car cut off. It's just all kind of crazy stuff with these vehicles. But then I look up and my homegirl, she got a car from Ford just based off of her talents, just based off of her gifts, just based off of being obedient. She got a car from Ford. And I'm like, that's amazing. Here I am struggling with a car and Ford just gave her a car. And I'm thinking about how powerful just being in your purpose is, how powerful just being obedient is, how powerful just letting go of fear and taking that dive off the cliff and not falling to your doom, but actually sailing and soaring and going to new heights. I just thought it was just amazing to me and it actually gave me hope. It gave me hope to say that as long as I stay in my purpose and stay in my gift, I will have the same kind of results. I will have the same kind of results. My, my gifts will manifest the same kind of results. My obedience my purpose, this path I'm on, will yield the same kind of results. And so I saw her with that big giant size key and I was happy. Now keep in mind, when she was up for it, I knew she was gonna get it. Just because I saw her in a car at the little show they had and she was sitting in a Mustang, it was like a drop top Mustang she was posing it and I was like, she gonna win. I just knew she's gonna get the call. Now, I say all that to say to everybody that sometimes you go through bad things and it's for a purpose. Let me rephrase that. Anything you go through that's bad can be used for a greater purpose if you let it. Then I see my other boy, he's getting he got honored last night for the Track and Field Hall of Fame. And I'm like, this is somebody I ran track with in college. This is somebody I know. These are two people I know doing great things, but it gives me hope because I see people in their purpose using their gifts. And I see the results they're getting. And it gives me hope. It actually gives me hope to say that if I don't quit, if I don't give up, everything's going to change. I will soar to new heights. I will be up there in the pantheon with the gods. 
So I want to tell you all today to not give up. And I hit the back of that lady's car. It was raining. I was speeding the set. And I hit the brakes. And it's locked up. And I skid and hit the back of her Jeep. And I was like, man. But I had no idea this was going to be the result. But at the end of the day, I am happy at the fact that I do have more understanding. And I do see things clear. And I'm thankful that the folks around me are successful and achieving, if not for one reason, just to give me motivation. I'm thankful to God that I have these people in my life. Although I was in a wreck, everything's gonna be fixed. Welcome to the Dirty Soapbox. something to think about I put a post on Facebook and Instagram about uh, black businesses and about the support that black businesses get I remember a friend of mine Chris said that black people are the only people that support black businesses and so that stuck with me so I kind of looked into it and I thought about it and I said, the flip side to that is other races don't support black business. They don't. I'll ask anybody that's non-white, I mean, I'm sorry. I'll ask anybody that's non-black listening to this and I'll ask them, how many black owned products do you have in your house? How many times do you patron a black owned business? I guarantee 9.9 .9 out of 10 of you all don't. And it is part of conditioning, but it's also a part of what I like to call subtle racism. And then really in this case is economic racism. Why do you all think that no one else supports black businesses except black people? I will tell you, because not supporting black business is a reflection on how you view black people. Now, I say these things sometimes and it makes people very uncomfortable. When I say things like white people don't do this or Asian people don't do this or Mexican people don't do this, when it comes to black people, it makes everybody uncomfortable because in the back of their mind, everybody is thinking it can't be that bad. And they're also thinking, well, I hope he's not right. I don't want to be right. I just want to tell the truth. But the fact remains that these other races do not support black businesses. And it is a direct reflection of how they feel about black people. Now, I was talking with someone and I said that most people would say that they're not racist. And I would ask them, well, if you're not racist, then what have you done for the disenfranchised community? Being that you're in a position to help the disenfranchised community. And mums is the word. You don't say anything. I told him, I said, listen, 
part of not being racist is recognizing that black people are facing extreme challenges in America. That's part of not being racist. Being oblivious to race and all that is actually still racist because it's a privilege to be able to do so. So I tell people, a part of you not being racist is you helping disenfranchised groups. And I must say, you're gonna to have to start with black people because we are the most disenfranchised group in America and even around the world, just based on how we get treated socially around the world. We haven't even got to economics, just socially how we get treated around the world. But back to the economics and the racism of economics. So when I make these statements, people are very fearful of the fact that what I'm saying may be true. So they try to find ways for it not to be true. So folks will say stuff like, well, I know a Caribbean restaurant and, and, and white people go there. And, and I know uh, another spot where white people go and do, I'm like, listen, black people produce products. They can go in any household. If you go to the average household, the average non-black household, you will not find any black products in there. You know why? Because no one values what black people produce. People value the entertainment that we provide. People value the service that we provide. People value, uh, I say entertainment, the service, even the food. But do they actually value black people? And that's the difference. If black people aren't serving or entertaining or making you feel better, do you really care about black people? And I really want to implore other races to not only think that you're not racist, but actually do something about your non-racist stance, or your non-racist views. I want you to actually look at how black people are affected in this country and try to do something about it. Normally the issue of racism is always met with a debate. And it's met with the debate because the solutions to racism or solving the problem of it would make the majority of non-black people very uncomfortable because it would put black people on the same playing field as everybody else. And let's be honest, most people don't want that. Most people are used to seeing black people in a certain state. This is why I go back to the economic racism. People aren't taught to value black products and not black products being made by white companies or Asian companies. I mean black products that are produced by black people. They're not taught to buy black. Everyone will preach buy American, keep the jobs in our country, but nobody is preaching buy black, even though buying American is a part of buying black because we are American and we have been here way before Columbus came over here. That's beside the point. Let me get back on track, talking about this money. 
So in those commercials, they ask a very, very good question. What's in your wallet? My homeboy always says, my boy Chris always says, when they spend that money, that lets you know how they feel about you. And we all know that money is going to equate to power. Because the more money you have, the more you can do. Now, where black people fall behind the eight ball is not economic power, but economic sustainability and the use of our economic power. Meaning that the burden to sustain the black economic infrastructure is 100% placed on black people. The rest of the economic infrastructure is not placed on one individual race. Other races buy Asian products. Other races buy Mexican products. Watch Mexican, or I don't wanna say Mexican, but buy Spanish products, endorse Spanish, like it's done with other races. But when it comes to black, you see that it doesn't happen. And again, this is not a personal attack against anybody. This is just what the facts are. This is just what the truth is. Nobody has a problem with supporting other businesses. If you want something kosher, you go to the Jewish community. If you want something of anything, you go to the farmer's market, you go to that part of town. Like these other places get support from all other races. It is not an issue. But when it comes to the black community, what non-black person is coming to the black community to consistently patron black businesses or buy black products? Exactly none. There'll be a whole bunch of excuses, but the bottom line it boils down to them not valuing what black people have to offer and in turn, them not valuing black people. And when I say these things, I know they sound harsh, I know they're uncomfortable, I understand all of that, but it's just the truth. And in order for us to move past where we are, we have to be honest and start pointing the finger. We have to start saying, this is what it is. What we do is we tiptoe around these subjects because we don't want to offend people. But I'm like, we're not offending people, but black people are dying. So we're going to have to see which one's more important, the offense or death. I'm going to go with the offense because you'll be offended by the truth. It's just immaturity. So if you don't want to be racist, then support black business. If you don't want to be racist, then concern yourselves with the plight of black people. If you don't want to be racist, actually have a black friend outside the capacity of service to you. I gotta start writing down my quotes. A lot of y'all be quote jacking. I gotta start writing down my quotes so I can get credit for these awesome quotes that I come up with. I'ma start putting these things on t-shirts. I'ma even write a book called Free Quotes. I'ma charge you for the quotes, but I'ma call it Free Quotes. But I gotta start writing down my quotes, man, so that when I'm long gone, these quotes are staying. 
maybe they can save a generation. I want to switch gears real quick and talk about some relationships slash views about men and women. So I'm talking one day at work to a young lady and she says that when she's walking down the hall, none of the guys look at her. Now keep in mind, she's a gay woman. So she says when she's walking down the hall, none of the guys look at her. And I'm like, but you're gay. So that doesn't matter. So she basically was irritated at the fact that no guys look at her, but guys look at the fine girls. And I was like, please tell me this is not really your gripe. That guys look at the fine girls and don't look at you. Now I'm gonna say this about a young lady. She is round, she's round. She's built like, this is not a knock against the girl, but she built kind of like the thing. She's real, she real meaty and, and, and husky and thick. She's built like, you know, like she plays softball, but she's like real round and built. I'm not gonna say fat, I'm gonna say the thing. Then she cut her hair off and got her hair cut like mine and put a part in it. So I'm like, you're complaining about guys not looking at you, but you looking like me or the thing. So anyway, I say, listen, I said, we can't dumb down men to the point where all men want to do is eat, sleep, and have sex. I said, men are more complex than that. What I find is that a lot of women have a preconceived notion about men. Even, even apparently a gay woman has a preconceived notion about a man to think that a man can only operate in a limited capacity. And I said, if a woman just looking good meant a man want to sleep with her, that would mean that every fine woman would be married. If that's all it took, every fine woman would be wiped up, and that's not the case. There are women that are fine, they can't keep a man. There are women that are fine, they got terrible attitudes and men don't want to sleep with them. There are a lot of reasons why guys don't want to sleep with women. There are women that are fine that a whole bunch of guys been with. There are a lot of reasons why guys do not want to sleep with good looking women. It's not automatic. And she's basically telling me that it's just automatic. I'm like, no, it's not like that. I said, there are some criteria to go into guys want to sleep with a woman. Now, now listen, I can't speak for an immature guy. I can't speak for a childish guy. I can't speak for a foolish guy. I'm talking about an actual real man that has some character, that has some understanding about life, that has some personal boundaries. That kind of man is not just trying to hit everything he sees. I said, and looking at a fine woman is what God gave us two eyes for. Of course I'm gonna look. But you're upset because no guys are looking at you when you don't even make yourself presentable to be looked at. You got on a full sweatsuit with a fade and a part, looking like the thing. I'm like, what do you want guys to do? I mean, guys are visual creatures, but guess what? So are women. I said, do you think women look at a, a handsome man and think, oh, I want to be his friend? Of course not. 
y'all thinking the same thing we are thinking. It's just y'all are thinking what we are thinking plus more. I've seen plenty of fine women and I don't think, oh, I want to sleep with them. Initially, I think, well, oh, she looks good. And then once I get to know her, that's going to let me know whether I want to sleep with her or not. But if she got a stink attitude, I ain't going to want to sleep with her. And if a guy got a stink attitude, you're not going to want to sleep with him. I hope you wouldn't. But I just want to get out of the notion that men can only operate in these three categories, eat, sleep, and have sex. We're a little more complex than that. And this girl is just going off. I'm like, listen, you don't know men. You may want to be like a man. You may imitate a man, but you don't know a man. All you're doing is look at a man and trying to imitate a false perception of a man, but you don't know men. You only know men from what you think, and that is limited understanding. So you want a guy to look at you. Now I got a question why you're even gay. Because you're probably going your whole life upset that guys never wanted to holler at you. And now you want to be the man in a quote-unquote relationship with another woman. That's what I'm seeing. Okay, that's my side rant. solution to every problem. Just do what's right. And I want you all to be encouraged. Um, and I want you all to keep telling the truth. And I don't want you all to give up. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Dirty Soapbox. You know, my soapbox is dirty, but my kicks are clean. I mean that. Um, but it's time for us to, to grow up and Stop expecting things to happen overnight because they're not. We got to get mature about this thing and we have to enjoy the process. We have to enjoy the building process. We have to enjoy, we have to revel in the, the, the laying of this foundation. We have to want to go through all this so we can build our character. So it can build us into the person that we need to be to be on top. I want to congratulate uh, Listen, Mitchell on getting that car because that was fate. I want to congratulate Dwight Phillips for getting into the track and field hall of fame because that was fate and let both of them be an inspiration to us all. You know, I can't wait till I get these endorsements. I've always felt like I'm going to get a Nike endorsement because I love Nike and I just feel like I'm going to get a Nike endorsement. I don't know how. I just feel like I'm going to just get a Nike endorsement and in the end, I'll get to rock Nike for free. And all my friends and family. I'm thinking about y'all. But I have visions, y'all. I got dreams. I got goals and aspirations. People tell me, man, your, your subject matter is too controversial. And I think to myself, man, somebody's willing to pay for it. 
Somebody's gonna listen to it. But more importantly, somebody's willing to pay for it. Even if it's a private funder, I don't care. Even if it's a silent partner, I don't care. I gotta do what I'm meant to do. So I wanna leave you all encouraged. I wanna thank y'all for tuning in. I want y'all to wait for it. Free Blanche, get money. Cool.